0: As a single woman that wants to be married, I like to hear from married people, both newly married and experienced people, even the newly divorced. You gotta know what you're signing up for and where the pitfalls are. I'd like to share a few that I have heard recently on today's Dear Single Women's podcast. Hi, single ladies, welcome or welcome back to the Dear Single Women's Podcast. The Dear Single Women's Podcast is a podcast for single women who are healing, growing, living, and loving their lives on their terms. I am your host, Shanintra, and I thank you all for being here. Please take a second to follow the podcast wherever you're listening to this. Go ahead and subscribe to the YouTube channel, Shanintra Says, where I also post content for single women. Actually, tonight, we will be going live again for our Christian Single Support Group. If you are uh, around, if you're free around 8 o'clock Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific, please go ahead and log in. And we're just going to talk about how to schedule a holiday season, how to fill up this time, what do we do to guard against loneliness and depression and all the things that can arise during the holidays, it it is a tough season for single women. So um, go ahead and sign in tonight, get some um, tips and just community and fellowship with other like-minded women on the Shanitra Says channel. Thank you guys. I appreciate it. So just a quick update. I know I said I was going to do an uncover your why session towards the end of the year, just work it through where you are now as a woman. Why do you still want this. <laughs> why do you want to be married? Well, maybe you've had that conversation with yourself in the past, but why do you want it today? Um, that was something I wanted to do with you guys because I uncovered my why recently, and it was a very powerful moment for me. But unfortunately, I'm going to have to cancel that because I'm doing some transitioning right now in my life, and I just am not able to add anything else on my plate but um, I will possibly make it a future podcast episode. Subscribe and follow so you can check that out. All right, let's get into today's episode. So I was listening to, like I said, a couple of things, just uh, listening to married people talk. Newly married, uh, married for years, and uh, even the newly divorced, I actually got some good insight from listening to someone who was newly divorced and it it really just has me thinking and realizing that you have to know who you are you have to know what expectations you're bringing into marriage you have to know your person and what expectations they're bringing into marriage because all of those things play a role into how the marriage will go. So I was watching like the first season of Married at First Sight. I also watched this podcast interview with Essence Atkins. I don't know if you guys remember Essence, but she was a big star in the 90s. She was the older sister on Smart Guy with Tia and Tamara's brother Taj Maori. Um, she also played in, um, one of my favorite shows half and half with, um, Rachel true who played Mona and, uh, she was a little Didi and I just, I love, I relate to Mona. Like that's my girl. So I love that show. Um, so she's a, she's an actor from the nineties and the two thousands. If you don't know who I'm referring to, but she, um, was on a podcast talking about her divorce. And I didn't know she got divorced. So it was kind of sad to hear that she had met her husband on match.com. They were married for seven years, they have a son. And they I didn't know they got divorced, but they got divorced. So trying to listen in and find out like what happened. It's an hour long podcast, I will link you guys to it. It is long, but I suggest listening to it. She's a Christian. And so I like hearing her perspective. And I'm going to share with you what she said. They asked her, why did you get divorced? And she said, we weren't really clear as to who the person was and what they needed. Even though the love was there, God wasn't at the center of their marriage. And so when the marriage needed to be resuscitated, brought back to life, it couldn't happen. That's powerful. She talked about how important it was to keep God at the center of your marriage, not just in your personal relationship with God, but God needs to be at the helm, is how she called it, how she phrased it. He needs to be at the helm of that relationship. And as a Christian woman, that really made me pause and think, I have a great relationship with God and it's grown so much this year I would hope my husband would have that too but how do we take our individual relationships with God and put it together to keep him at the center of the marriage? Not just of my life, not his life, but our particular relationship and things that arise in that relationship. We need to be clear on who exactly we're getting with. That's one of the reasons she said her marriage failed not knowing her husband well enough and what it is he needs. I'm going to also add in what it is, the expectations that he has as a uh, man who's been single, possibly for a while. um, What expectations of marriage, what ideal idealism is he bringing into the marriage that needs to be worked through? You as a single woman, maybe you've been single for a while. What expectations are you bringing into this relationship? What idealism do you have that's going to play a role into how this marriage works together with the two of you? Tie it into married at first sight. The couple didn't work out. They got divorced and. They were debriefing or doing an autopsy, I guess, of the relationship. Why didn't this work? What happened? And he said that he had some expectations for a wife. He wanted a wife who was social, charismatic, smart, driven. But then he also wanted a woman who was the kind of woman that would greet him with a meal when he came home from work or um, be willing to like lay up with him the whole weekend, just kind of having lots of sex and just enjoying each other. He came into the marriage with preconceived notions and expectations. And so of course, when she didn't meet that, it failed in his eyes. That was the reason why it failed. Now, will we all go into marriage with some preconceived expectations that we have of the marriage. Yes. Some of them are just like obvious, like, you know, don't cheat on me. Like, don't abuse me. You know, some of those are obvious. Then you have the ones that you have almost built up in your mind of this is what a man is and you, that's fine. But you need to make sure that is clearly being relayed to the person that you are going to marry. So that there is no, oh, he's not like that. And yeah, that can come out in marriage. That can come out in dating, I should say. But it really comes out in a way in marriage that it won't in dating. And the reason I say that is because when you're married, you're living with someone. Right? As Christian women, we're not going to live with a guy before we get married to him. So there's just a lot of things that are going to come out that you would not have dealt with in the dating stage. How do we prepare ourselves for that? Cause it is a disconnect. It is a gap, you know, God's design is got God's design and it's perfect. But I think that the, the reason why a lot of couples like struggle in that first year together is because. I've built up an expectation in my head of you of what I want my husband to be. I haven't communicated that to you. Therefore, when we live together and you're not doing those things, I'm let down. I'm disappointed. I feel like my needs aren't getting met. I would say the answer is communication. The answer for me is always communication, right? Your feelings are valid. What's not valid is not relaying that to the other person. And I believe that that is a conversation you need to have now. Could it happen that could, could the married at first sight couple have had that? No, because they met at the altar. They didn't have these discussions prior to getting married, but even essence Atkins who was married for seven years, basically said the same thing. She went into it happy idealistic. I want to get married. This is what I'm happy. I want this, you know, the way we all feel as single women, single Christian women in particular, right? Cause we are saving ourselves. We're trying really hard to do this in a God honoring way, which means honestly stifling a lot of those, uh, fleshly desires and, um, doing a lot of things. Like I know for me, I have to guard against complete and total, like, emotional intimacy. Not to say I won't give myself in a relationship emotionally, but I have to um, allow myself to express, but also know that there's a limit to that because this person's not my husband. When I give myself fully emotionally, the physical is going to come with it. Because that's how I am, and I believe that's probably how most women are. So I have to guard against that. So like in a Christian woman is almost doing even more to to not not sin prior to getting married. And so when you do get married, you just get to be free, right the The chains are off. I get to just be free and you want to live and love and enjoy that. And that's fine. But how well do you know the person you're with? How well do you know what their expectations are? How well do you know their needs and what they're bringing to the marriage? You have to take time to get to know that and not just I know enough to marry this person. He's a good guy. He's got a good job. He's got a good heart. I know enough. We can get married and we'll get to be free. Fit in there that I'm going to know who he is at the core. What are his expectations for marriage? What is it that he needs? I read a quote and it really stuck with me that your love language is attached to unmet needs that you had as a child. And I was like, hmm, that actually makes a lot of sense. My love language is quality time, uh, probably above all quality time. I did not get that as a child. So that's an expectation I'm bringing into marriage, that I couldn't control my parents and my family spending time with me, but I can't wait to get married, because I wouldn't have really have this deep, intimate, quality time and connection with my husband. Okay. Now, have I relayed that to him? Because if I get married and I'm looking forward to that, and he actually is one of these people, like, I really just uh, need my space or there's a limit to how far that goes, or maybe, he, maybe, maybe not. Maybe he just doesn't put an emphasis on it on the way I do. I'm going to be let down. Not because there's anything wrong with that desire, but have I told him that? What I really loved about what Essence said is even though the love was there, you can really love a person. You can really know you want to be with this person. And I pray that we all get there, right? I'm looking forward to that for us, but just make sure you remember this podcast episode when you get there and toss that in that I need to know who he is. And what is it that he is expecting of this marriage? And what is it that he needs? And I would pray he'd do the same for you. But if not, speak up and advocate for yourself. Here's what I'm expecting in marriage. Here's why I'm expecting that and what I need. That is a conversation that needs to happen. I'm seeing it like repeatedly when as I'm listening and engaging with the couples or the newly divorced person that it's that communication. They have they repeatedly stress the importance of being clear about what you are bringing into the marriage. I wanna give you one more example. Let's talk about the baggage or uh, the blueprint that we bring into the marriage. This other guy, he has a podcast. I just discovered it recently. It's called The Bald and the Beautiful. So it's two bald guys. <laughs> and their wives. I was watching them because I was watching the reviews of Married at First Sight. Marcus brought up something that was like, whoa, hit me like a bomb and I want to share it with you. He said that you gotta be aware of what it is you're bringing into your marriage from your past. And he and his wife have been married for uh, about like 15 years. So honestly, in today's day and age, you're a veteran to me. So what he said was that when he was younger, his parents always handled their conflicts by, um, like kind of being loud with each other. Like, why didn't you put the, why didn't you pull out the chicken? The chicken's frozen. Now what are the kids going to get? I don't know. What do you want me to do? That kind of thing. And so because that was the model that he saw growing up his whole life, him and his siblings, When he was dating his wife, he said they had gotten into a a disagreement and he started yelling at her. And she said, do not yell at me. I do not like that. And he realized like, where is this coming from? Why am I being so like aggressive? And he came to, he came to realize it was just him living out a pathology that he had gotten from his parents. And I'm like, eye opener. We need to take time to think about what pathologies we are bringing into marriage from the relationships that we have witnessed or haven't witnessed from our past. So it's important to realize what pathologies you are living out, why it's there, you could choose to keep or reject it and decide what will be going into your marriage. It's like the marriage is the golden child protect at all costs, but you have all these things coming at it. And what I'm saying is if we can get ahead of that in a way just by being clear on who am i what do i expect what do i come into this needing, and am expecting for him to fill and how will i express that so i'm gonna give you a little homework ladies i want you to work on that who am i what am i expecting in a marriage what am i needing and we'll be bringing that into a marriage expecting him to fill. And how will I communicate that to my future fiance? That's something to know and be intentional about. Protect your marriage at all costs. When I get married, I want it to be one and done. And if there is pre-work that I can do for myself and get clear about who I am and what I need, and how to communicate that, then I'll do it if it means that it will help me have a successful marriage. And from what I heard from Essence Atkins and Marcus and other couples, I think it's a worthwhile endeavor. So I hope you take some time to work on that today, ladies. Thank you for listening. And hopefully I'll see you on a YouTube channel tonight for our Christian single support group. Um, surviving and thriving in the holiday season and if not I'll see you next Monday for a new episode of the Dear Single Women's Podcast.